Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Life has its ups and downs, just like the market. Mm -hmm. But finding somebody to help you navigate those on your financial journey can be so critical in helping you find success. So today, we're going to tackle the subject of what to ask a prospective financial advisor or maybe your existing advisor to make sure they're the right person to guide you on your financial journey. Um, When I was thinking about this episode, Mark, I thought of all the different roles that we fill. Mm -hmm. I know people think all we do is pick investments. Like, that's the thing known nah, for that's, right that's actually with our industry today that's been that's become one of kind of just like the, the basic things yes. right it's like whenever you go to you know whatever a restaurant right you just expect fries with your shaker fries with your burger whatever like mm-hmm. you know that's that's kind of what that's become for us it's like okay pretty much as far as investments go everybody's going to be like able to recommend some sort of investment to you. Yes. But what we have found is that we also serve other roles that I'll be honest, I didn't expect to fill when I took on this position. One of those is marriage counselor. I mean, <laughs> how many times have you been in the room and you've had to kind of be like, OK, guys, OK, I, I see there's I'm a gonna difference. step out. And whenever I come back in, this better be resolved. No, I will remember don't, don't do that. But. One, account, <laughs> one specific client um, couple that cracked me up. So he did not want to be there. Let's start there. He did not want to be in the room. He had had some negative experiences with other advisors. I didn't know this at the time, but he you could tell he walked in, his arms were crossed. He was leaned back in his chair and he was glaring at me. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through the meeting, he leans over and he goes, she's really smart. So I was like, OK, I've got him. But then I almost lost him because there was a tension point for them. Oh, wow. Okay. And I sided with his wife not knowing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I had to do a little bit of counseling. Yeah. Um, so they had credit card debt mm-hmm. of about $8,000. Okay. They'd been busting their tails for years to pay this down. Okay. He'd had a bad wreck at one point and they'd had some, mm-hmm. he wasn't able to work. So they'd gotten behind. They so had been busting. It wasn't busting. all just bad decisions. No, okay. it wasn't. It was truly just kind of life. Well, he, they had about $8,000 left. Guess how much money he had sitting in cash in a safe? $8,000. $8,000. <laughs> and so she Wild had been guess. begging him for months to just let her use that, pay off the credit card. And he was just holding on to it tight. And so when we were talking through their finances and I just kind of paused and I went, hey, help me understand this. So you have $8,000 in cash and that's not even your emergency savings. Okay, it's just I was gonna extra ask, savings. Okay. No, yes. Okay. And then you've got the same amount in credit card debt. What if you paid off the credit card debt and then the payment you've been making to that credit card debt went back into the safe till you had it replenished? And he looked at her like, huh. Why not? Yeah, that 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 I could do. So I was able to help them resolve something that had been a real tension point for them for several months. So marriage counselor is certainly one of the things that we have to do. And I'd say the biggest piece of what we do is really like counseling for lack of a better absolutely becoming your advocate right so a lot of times like you said folks come in with a lot of financial shame so just letting people know listen like there's so many people that have been in your shoes before don't Mm -hmm. let that stop you yes so uh advocating uh, and and sometimes you know punching bag okay i I, honestly i didn't even (laughs) want to say that one because yes there has been times when we at times get treated like a punching bag if any if that happens you can be sure that I'm not going to really want to be your advisor for much longer. So Yeah, I, I would say there are there's certain people out there that believe, well, no matter how much money you have, we'll work with you. Well, I mean, yes, but um, <laughs> if you're a jerk or you're not coachable, 
I don't care if you have six million dollars. Yeah. Uh, you can find someone else, I'm sure. If you come um, in with kind of like you said, arms folded and you don't. Uh, looking like you don't want to be there. Listen, I don't want to be there either if that's about you're going to be looking. <laughs> but so. I will say there have been many times where a client comes in that way mm-hmm. and there's a shift. Sometimes it's not immediate. I know there's a client that yeah. Janet tried to fire. <laughs> the story, she's told it before on the radio. He was he was just so frustrating, not communicating, not being coachable. Mm-hmm. And coaching doesn't mean you do what I say necessarily. It means you're collaborative in the process. Or at least willing to listen and actually consider things. Yes. And this particular client had done some things that were just absolutely frustrating. And the wife was not aware of what the client was doing. Mm-hmm. And so they had a final meeting where Janet had every intention of firing them. And it, it really turned out to be a very profitable meeting and he's one of her best clients now. So we're not saying that you have to come in and just do what we say, because that is certainly not the relationship we want. This is not something your advisor should not be someone who tells you what to do and and you just do what they said because they're your advisor. It needs to be a collaborative effort where both of you are talking about your goals and your timeline and you guys are working out a plan that works for yes. you. That's that's what I would say is, is the key word for me is partnership, right? Yes. You got to come into it as a partnership. So you're not going to come into it arms folded expecting the other person to do everything, right? Correct. Because a lot of it is up to you. And there's a lot we can't control. We can only control our current behavior, our future behavior. We can't control the markets. Mm -hmm. We can try to advocate for you to put you in the right positions, but uh, we don't have a crystal ball, just so you know. It's not that simple. Um, So when you're meeting with somebody and trying to determine if they're a good fit for you, the first question we'd like you to consider, or if you have an existing advisor, is ask them what licenses they have. So a lot of people don't realize that what we do isn't actually something that requires a college degree. Um, I have one. It's in Spanish. So, you know, do with that what you will. Um, Mark does have a finance degree, but a lot of people in our industry don't. There's actually licensing exams that we take. Mm -hmm. Those licensing exams, whichever ones we take, determine what tools we have at our disposal to use for you to advocate for your goals. So if they don't have what's called full licensing, then they don't have full access to Mm -hmm. everything out there. So they may be limited in what they can do to serve you. Correct. So, for example, kind of like Teresa was saying, if you've got somebody that you're working with that is only licensed to sell life insurance, for example, which is quite a bit of people out there, honestly, uh, then the only thing that they can uh, give you is life insurance. So imagine what they're going to offer you whenever you're looking to, for example, save for retirement. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to give you some sort of life insurance policy that is some somehow mimics what, uh, you know, what we try to do, but mm-hmm. doesn't really accomplish the goal as well as you know, many other things. So, yes. And there are a lot of people out there and it's gotten better over the last few years, but it's still yeah. out there. We, we see this where they call themselves financial planners, but they're not right. actually licensed. So the best way to check that if you don't want to ask them directly is go to the website. It's called Broker Check. It is run by FINRA, which is our governing body. And any advisor who is licensed will be listed on there and it will mm-hmm. tell you what licensing they have. So if you need help figuring out whether they're fully licensed or not, reach out. We can help you with understanding that. But you can see what different licenses they have, what their experience level is, and if they've had any complaints. Yeah. So again, that I was going to say that very uh, very point as well. It matters because, yeah, you need to know who you're doing business with. right? Mm-hmm. So again, if you're going to come into something like a business partnership with a financial advisor, I would want to know who I'm working with. Yes. I mean, it's as simple as if I have a cabinet that needs to be built, I'm going to call a carpenter, not a plumber. 
I want to make sure the person coming to do the job has the tools at their disposal and the skill level Mm -hmm. to handle what lies in my future. So ask them about their licensing. The next thing would be to ask them, are there any products they're not allowed to sell or that they're incentivized to sell? There are some companies that have Mm -hmm. what are called proprietary products. So those products their company creates and manages. So they may be incentivized or encouraged to first offer those. It's not necessarily a bad thing for you, but it is important to understand that. Or if, like you said before, if all they can sell is insurance products, then they may not be able to fit your needs if what you need isn't insurance. So you want to make sure you understand what their limits are and what their biases are. Yeah. And there's also things called captive agents, right? And mm-hmm. what that means is that there's uh, there, it's somebody that is hired by a specific company and can only sell that specific company's products, right? So kind of like you said, as far as proprietary products, yeah, that's that's kind of like it. Uh, and because this individual is employed by this one company, then that that's why they have to do that, right? Yes. So and they're contractually uh, basically mandated to do so. So again, if you're if you're buying life insurance again, uh, and if you're working through somebody that is a captive agent, then it's very important to know, okay, are, are you only offering me products that are uh, available through your company and your company only, right? Because if you're wanting to make a good decision on a life insurance policy for you or any other investment, right, then the right thing to do is to compare that with what else is out there. Mm-hmm. With- and you can do, so think about like if you're trying to get car insurance and you go to Geico, they're only going to offer you Geico rates, but you Correct. can go to an insurance broker who can offer you a a bunch of different options to consider or do some analysis themselves and offer you what they feel is the best fit. That's why we're with LPL Financial because we are independent. We don't have beholden products. We're not beholden to LPL and anything they offer. We have the ability to look for what works best for our clients. Mm -hmm. So for us, that was a big part of the decision-making to choose who we work with. Yeah. up next, we've got uh, a, a very fun word that... It's jargon. We couldn't it's, avoid it. It's, Sorry. It is jargon. Uh, and a lot of people have come to us and, and asked us about this. Um, and that word is one word that I would always picture you saying, uh, which is fiduciary. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, a, it's a very fun uh, financial term. But, but I would it, also say it's been a little bit abused. It definitely has been abused. But oh. first, first, what what is a fiduciary? The basic of it, there's this big, long explanation, if you Google it, of what a fiduciary is. But the kind of generic way to explain it is anyone who calls themselves a fiduciary, they are legally required to do what's in their client's best interest above their own. So in our case, because we are fully licensed, if I were to do something or recommend something to a client that is not in their best interest, I have the risk of losing my license, jail time, possibly financial fines. There's a big issue if I choose not to do that. And mm-hmm. and so it, the idea is that there is a greater responsibility if you are a fiduciary to advocate for your clients to the best of your ability. Correct. I will say, though, that there are still situations, just like anything, there's bad players in every field mm-hmm. uh, where we have clients come in from other places that have products that just don't make sense. Right. So that standard exists, but it is also sometimes hard to enforce. I will say that. So, but understanding if someone isn't a fiduciary, if you ask them, hey, are you a fiduciary? And they say, well, no, that's a clue that their licensing is not fully licensed or that their role is not at that higher standard of care. Again, none of these things are deal breakers if they are a good fit for you. But we do want you to understand that the level of care that they're required to provide is not as high. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's correct. So again, licensing affects whether a person is a fiduciary. So whenever you uh, go to them and, and are interviewing somebody, what I would ask is, hey, in our business relationship, would you be in a situation or, or would you be acting as a fiduciary mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. The next thing would be to ask if they have a specialty. This is one of those little known things about our Mm -hmm. industry. There are basic licensing requirements that we have to complete a few tests. Honestly, you can get it done in three now. It used to be two when I took it. But you can get it done in three and be considered a licensed advisor, which to me is insane. Mm -hmm. Because when I finished those tests, I was not ready to serve clients. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people will go straight from testing to working with clients in in other places. Here at Gen Wealth, we're weird. We make you go through a long time of training. Mark endured that with me. (laughs) He had to sit with me for over a year. Um, But tough, but I made it through. But beyond that minimum licensing, there are different training and work experiences that you can benefit from as an advisor. You know, here at Gen Wealth, we're primarily focused on retirement planning, retirement income strategies. Um, So we help you get to through retirement. That's kind of our area of expertise. If you're looking for a day trader, I'm not your gal. Okay. There are also different licensing certifications that we can go through in addition to our licensing for just becoming an advisor. Yeah, so it's very similar to, for example, uh, accountants or lawyers, right? In accounting, you've got certain accounts that only do corporate tax. There's accounts mm-hmm. that only do personal tax. Others that do uh, audits, right? Uh, so, in, and in the legal world, you've got certain folks that specialize in real estate uh, uh, documents, others in small businesses, others in uh, estate, estate planning. planning. Yeah, mm-hmm. so in the same way, you know, there's uh, very, very niche uh, areas in our industry that folks uh, specialize in. Uh, so you and I have the RICP, which is a retirement income certified professional. So it specializes in being able to turn just about any asset into a retirement income stream mm-hmm. for our clients. And another one that exists out there is the certified financial, what is it, CFP? It's Certified yeah. Financial Professional, right? Uh, financial Planner. Planner, thank you. Yeah. And that one focuses a lot in on tax planning and things like that. We have a few of those on our team as well. Right. Um, so understanding what their specialties are, if they have one, and then what those, whether those fit you and your goals is really important there. Um, the other mm-hmm. thing is how do they get paid? Mm-hmm. This is one that I want to be cautious of because there's not a wrong answer, in my opinion, for how mm-hmm. an advisor gets paid. And I'm not just saying that because I am one. Um, it is important to understand if there is better compensation from one product to another in case that might incentivize them or create a bias. But overall, generally speaking, in our industry, there's going to be one of three ways that advisors getting paid, either through some sort of like flat fee or per meeting kind of fee, planning fees, whether it's going to be commissions off of the products that they're selling or there's going to be an ongoing advisory fee. Um, Those are really the three ways. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like there's a wrong answer to that question. There may not be a good fit for you, um, but it is important that you understand what your plan is going to cost you. Yeah. And and how those fees work, mm-hmm. uh, again, with the, those specific uh, products that you use or the, ser- the services that that you are receiving. So exactly knowing knowing how to uh, how those fees work is going to be very beneficial for you. And then our last question is, what is your process? And if they look at you kind of like a deer in the headlights, that would be one that I say run, because mm-hmm. if they don't have a process for how they're going to get you to your goals, how are you going to get there? I feel like it's like trying to get somewhere without a map. Yeah. And here's what I want to make sure to clarify. Products are not a process, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody that, uh, they, that you go see and just tells you, oh, just invest in this. 
that's not a process. No, I think it's important that they understand you before they ever make any recommendations for you. You know, we talk about if you walked into your doctor's office and you said, you know, I've got pain in my shoulder here and they prescribed you heart medicine without examining you, that would be a problem. Mm -hmm. But people do that sometimes in our industry. They're like, oh, you've got X number of dollars. Well, let me sell you a product. It should not be transactional like that if you have long-term goals. Exactly. Um, So with retirement planning, especially, it is even more critical that they have a proven process for guiding you to and through Mm -hmm. retirement. So it's time for our two cents today. And Mark, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. So your your plan is as unique as you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So make sure to work with somebody who is licensed to be able to help you in what you need and also is able to offer the tools that you need. And finally, uh, somebody who has a process, a, a proven process that will help you reach your goals. And if that process doesn't clearly outline what steps to take, it may be time to consider a switch or if the process just doesn't exist. And if you're at that point and you'd like to meet with our team, we're always welcome. You're always welcome to come meet with us. First meeting's always free. Um, But before you make those uh, changes, those adjustments, I'd encourage you to just take some time to really understand who your advisor is, because this is supposed to be a partnership for the long haul. Mm Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, To make sure you don't miss our next episode, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel or um, like our podcast. Yeah, Yeah, hit that like button and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.